We are outdoor ladies who hunt, shoot, and fish, all while working in conservation and chasing kids. I am Julia Plugi with the Nebraska Game and Parks Commission. I'm Rachel Alice with the Iowa Department of Natural Resources. And I'm Tana Fancher with the Kansas Department of Wildlife Parks. Follow us on our outdoor adventures. Welcome back to She Goes Outdoors. Today we're going to introduce new podcast, or I get not really new podcast, but we're opening the mics to hear about other podcasts in Kansas and Nebraska that are out there. Uh, we love sharing the mics with them. And there are a lot of podcasts out there that we open our ears to different themes, different techniques, different experts. And that's what we're sharing the mic with today is to hear about those other podcasts that are out there that we all have the same mission, but have different voices. So, Tana, you are a host out of Kansas. Will you tell us about that podcast? Yeah, absolutely, Julia. Thanks. Um, yes, if you guys didn't know, if uh, hearing me on the She Goes Outdoors podcast is not enough, you can also tune into my obnoxious voice on the Flatlander podcast. Um, so the Flatlander podcast is a partnership with the Kansas Department of Wildlife and Parks and the Kansas Wildlife Federation. The Kansas Wildlife Federation is an incredible partner to KDWP, we actually teamed up with them to start offering our regulations translated in Spanish. So they're a great group to work with. We really enjoy, uh, like Julia said, kind of sharing the mic with them. So that's a lot of fun. So on the Flatlander podcast, flat is a state of mind. So all we do is just kind of get to know the people, science, and stories that make Kansas outdoors more than flyover country. So it's a lot of fun. Another cool thing about the Flatlander podcast is that it's a team of four female hosts that rotate. So as you guys know, in the outdoor world, oftentimes our guests that come on are male, but it's kind of cool because there'll always be some sort of balance there. And all of our hosts are female, very well-qualified women, very intelligent. And so it's a really awesome time. It's a great balance. The Flatlander podcast launched in March of 2021. We launched with the trailer on March 3rd, and then our first episode aired on March 19th. And in that episode, we kept it really broad and talked about the North American model of wildlife conservation. From there, we've bounced around to all sorts of fun episodes like foraging and morel hunting. We talked about injured and orphaned uh, wildlife and what to do if you encounter an animal. We've even gone out in the field on some live hunts and brought our listeners with us to um, share in our success and in our sorrows. So it's a really, really great time. Um, I'd encourage you to hop on and, and join us. What is your favorite episode, Tana? Oh my gosh, that is so hard. I'm like trying to scroll back through here. It might have to be that turkey hunting episode. So it's titled, it's our uh, fifth episode. It's the Neosho River Bottom Hunt. And we actually went out and chatted with a landowner in the Neosho River bottom area um, and got to learn a lot about some of their land management practices um, the things they do to take pride in like conserving their land, conserving that area. And then we got to go out and hunt and kind of see some of these practices and their relationship with our wildlife in real time. So we went on out on this turkey hunt. It was fantastic. Um, one of our hosts, Lindsay Ryan, shout out to Lindsay. She harvested her very first turkey. So it was really cool because we were recording the whole thing. So we got the audio from it. 
one of our hosts, me, may have had to be bleeped out from a little bit of excitement <laughs> on my part, but that was a really fun episode because we got to talk to the landowner, the land manager, and of course have this incredible hunt. So it was just a really holistic episode. Tana, as you guys get together and, and kind of figure out who you're going to talk to, what do you imagine your audience is? Like, who, who are you trying to talk to? We are trying to reach basically just adults with an interest in the outdoors. So um, that being said, we do try to keep our content family friendly. But for the most part, the content level is around, you know, 16 and 18 and up. So we're looking for, <laughs> I think it's Laura um, Mendenhall with the Kansas Wildlife Federation. She is one of our co-hosts and fantastic contributor. And she has this idea in her head of like coming across hunters in the field, leaned up against a fence post, talking about some of these big ideas in wildlife management and conservation. So talking about the North American model, talking about some of these more complex issues. So um, that's really our goal is to kind of talk about the people behind these systems, the animals, the environments, and just share our love and our passion. We're blessed with some really, really passionate and knowledgeable folks that come on as partners. It's great. I just, I think every episode we walk away and just feel so good about everything that we learned. And we hope that our listeners are able to learn as well. You've mentioned a couple different ladies that you talk with on the podcast. Who are your other hosts? Will you introduce them? Yeah, absolutely. So I'm on there. You guys know me. We also have Laura Mendenhall, who I mentioned with the Kansas Wildlife Federation. Nadia Reimer as well works with Kansas Department of Wildlife and Parks as our Chief of Public Affairs. And then Lindsay Rhine, who is our Outdoor Skills and Recruitment Coordinator. So she is a new KDWE staffer. Um, if you're a Kansas native, you might have known Lindsay from the Great Plains Nature Center, some of her flora and fauna, fauna videos. Lindsay's fantastic. She brings a ton of podcast experience and a ton of energy to the podcast. We also have the very talented Megan Mayhew as the kind of director of sound behind it all. So she's the one that makes us actually sound like we know what we're talking about. So shout out to Megan. Occasionally she'll hop on an episode with us. So definitely check it out. She's awesome as well. Sounds so professional, right? Without Megan, we would not sound nearly as uh, put together. (laughs) It does take a lot of editing sometimes to make us sound great, doesn't it? So if, if you were to have one guest that you haven't had on the podcast before, who would that guest be? Like you would just, the dream guest to be on your show. Oh man, that's, that's really tough. I didn't, I've never thought about that. I mean, unfortunately it uh, will never be a reality, but if, if I could have uh, Steve Irwin, the crocodile hunter come onto our show and uh, that would be my dream. It's funny when you talk to people about the things that got them into wildlife conservation, just a general interest, or even coming into wildlife and conservation as a career. It's, it's amazing how many people point back to the crocodile hunter, Mr. Steve Irwin. So that would be fantastic. Or any of his uh, wonderful family members that are continuing on his legacy. That would be so cool. We've got a couple interesting episodes lined up. I know we're going to talk a little bit about a non-led partnership. And, you know, what that means for the future of hunting and ammunition. So that should be really interesting. I don't know. There's so many great projects. We're going to talk a little bit with some of our commissioners about the commission itself, the KDWP commission and the role that that plays. I don't know. And lots of great ideas. So stay tuned. Really? Yeah. I'm excited to hear the episodes. All the episodes pumping out. That's cool. Anything else you want to share about the podcast that, I mean, brag on your podcast while we have other ears. (laughs) Yeah, I just, I think I want to brag about how fantastic our team is. We really try to keep the episodes varied as far as their topic. 
So whether you find yourself on the spectrum of super hardcore hunter to more light backyard birder or forager, you know, hopefully there's something for you in every single episode. So we really try to keep that balance there. Most people as is on a spectrum are somewhere in between. So we hope you guys love that. And then of course, as far as finding us, you can tune into the Flatlander podcast on Apple Podcasts, really anywhere podcasts are found. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Pandora, Google Podcasts. And then you can also find our podcast at ksoutdoors.com slash kdwp-info slash news slash Flatlander podcast. So come check us out. And if you guys have an idea for the podcast, just like we do with the She Goes Outdoors podcast, you know, ideas for topics that you want to learn more about or speakers you think would be fantastic, shoot us a message. We'd love to hear from you. Well, the second part of this week's episode is introducing another podcast that is taking place here in Nebraska. And they actually, I I am very lucky like to have famous celebrities in the studio with me here in Nebraska. I mean, this is so famous and so busy that I literally had to pull them out of the deer blind this morning. So... I appreciate that they're able to join the studio, but they have a new podcast that here in Nebraska that just launched, I don't know, I think maybe a month or two ago. So we're really excited to share that. Very timely called Hunt Nebraska and Jackson Ellis and Aaron Hirschberger joined me today. And I'm going to just literally hand over the mic and allow them to introduce their podcast and talk about it. So Free right. airtime. Yeah. I like that. That's we'll take pretty it. cool. Yeah, so uh, Aaron, because you're re- literally the voice that introduces the podcast for er- every episode, why don't you go ahead and introduce Hunt Nebraska? All right. Well, Hunt Nebraska is actually kind of a multifaceted thing. Um, we started out as a Facebook page that Jackson and our R3 coordinator, who's a partnership position with the uh, National Wild Turkey Federation, kind of got rolling uh, several months back uh, because our agency, like a lot of the agencies here represented on, on the She Goes Outdoor podcast, not only do we all wear a lot of hats, but the agency itself has a lot of hats to offer. And so we've got social media presence, but to cover all the topics from parks related topics to fishing to habitat to ecology to environmental issues to all sorts of different things like that uh, it kind of gets diluted just a little bit so we've actually were asked uh, by those in charge of that to kind of help clear out some of that noise and for those that like and want to follow game and parks for the hunting and the shooting sports side of it to to provide a voice and another opportunity for them to branch out and get that that information specifically so that started back when jackson that was oh hunt nebraska started the facebook page probably started about a year nine months to a year ago so it's, kicked it off. it's been a while. It's had a lot of success. And then from there, it was uh, one day when we were all sitting around having coffee. Julia, you were there. Kayla, I think you had just joined the team as well. Uh, we kind of came up with the idea of what we were going to do with this fall's round of learn to hunt workshops. 
last year with the pandemic, we couldn't do them in person, which we had done for I don't know how many years, uh, much longer than any of us had been with the agency. Uh, we weren't able to do that. So we had to go online. We had to do those uh, virtually. And we had what we called the hunting happy hours. We had to trim down our, our two and a half, three hour in-person workshops down to about an hour because that's about as much as the uh, the mind and, and dare I say the derriere can you know survive uh, on Zoom or Facebook Live for those types of things. And we saw some success. We opened up a lot of doors there for folks that weren't able to come and do those in person because of time, because of distance, because of whatever. And so we were kind of looking at that. How do we combine the in-person that we could start doing again, as well as uh, capture those and give that opportunity to those that uh, wanted to listen to it, but couldn't be there for that. And so we kind of came up with, uh, well, we wanted to be popular like She Goes Outdoors. I mean, you guys have your own hats, your own decals, all that type of stuff. We wanted some of that as well. Uh, but we decided to do a how-to deer uh, series that, that would allow some in-person as well as some virtual opportunities there as well, and definitely something that could be played back, listened to in your vehicle, at work when you're trying to look productive, at home, whatever it might be. We decided to put that out there, and we thought, what better way to tie it into the Facebook page, the Hunt Nebraska side of things? And so we created a, a podcast. But we went a little further because we wanted to, to push the envelope a little bit. We've also added some video to it, which I don't know. I think people prefer to just kind of imagine us, Jackson, how they want to rather than actually see us. But it is one of those things that people can go back home and, and kind of watch some of the stuff that, that we're saying as well. But that's kind of how it got started. I mean, Jackson, what else did you want to say about it? Man, you've really covered most of it. I mean, yeah, it's uh, it's, it's been a lot of fun. It's been challenging. We've had to set up our studio and get all the sound equipment. And it's been a little bit of a learning process, especially with the video aspect added to it. But I'm thankful that they did push this studio because we have better sound now here coming for even recording equipment for She Goes Outdoors, too, because we, we share we share recording, we share microphones here in Nebraska. And so while I was enjoying uh, just doing it out of my office, now we have this professional studio because they just snapped their fingers and they got what they wanted. <laughs> well, you, She Goes Outdoors was a big part of that because we knew uh, there's only two reasons that Julia closes her door uh, to her office. One of them is She Goes Outdoors. The other is one of us is going to get a, a talking to, you know, so it always scared us. Even when you were doing the She Goes Outdoor podcast, when that door closed, we're like, oh boy, who's getting it now? Who? Oh boy. Uh, we didn't know. So now we know when, it, you know, we, we a little bit more relaxed around you, Julia. Uh, no, I'm just kidding. Uh, no, we're not. No, we're not. No, but now we know what you're doing when you, when you get together with Tana and, and Rachel from across the borders and, and do this podcast, which is kind of cool. And the neat thing about these podcasts, and you guys have seen it, you're able to tackle some really neat topics and you're able to do it in a very conversational mode, which is great. I think a lot of agencies and, and organizations need to, to do that a little bit more instead of just talking at people to communicate. And that's what they see in these podcasts is we're very, you know, we're people too. We have interest in these outdoors and we get to talk about it a little bit more informally this way. And what I like about the She Goes Outdoors is, and it, it perhaps is a little different than Hunt Nebraska too, is where you guys are kind of talking to each other, uh, sharing each other's ideas, your experiences. And we're, uh, She Goes Outdoors in the Flatlander too, is bringing in guests. And so we're coming at it with the perspective of we don't know, we're inviting the experts to the microphone and we're asking them a lot of questions where maybe on your podcast, you are the professionals or experts, or I don't know if you're even the experts. Maybe you're just 
pretending to be? I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> no, that's, uh, I think we definitely, sometimes we pretend to be. That's uh, that's definitely accurate. But, you know, at some point I could see us bringing in some guests. I think right now we're just kind of laying down that baseline of here's who we are and here's what we're about. I mean, we're only, what, seven or eight episodes deep. So it's uh, it's, st- it's still fairly in its its infancy stage. Yeah, we, we haven't ruled out guests yet. We just uh, we need to get that baseline so that they know what they're getting into, for one, and they know that they can recover from it professionally after they've been on Hunt Nebraska. <laughs> and listeners, if you know Aaron and Jeff real well that are on, on this podcast, it's hard to share the mic with them. <laughs> now, wait it's, a second. So a guest, to bring a guest in, it, it might be challenging. <laughs> I'm not sure I completely agree with that because Jackson gets a lot of time. We've had to have some discussions. We've had to have some discussions. Jackson, if you could bring in one guest, who would be your who would be your guest that you would bring in that you just want to be that professional voice on the mic? Okay, the first one that jumps to my mind is Dick Turpin. Because we might have to use the bleep button a little bit, but uh, that Dick Turpin has some awesome stories. Is just a, such a character. Okay, you have to explain or tell. Okay, because we have a lot of. I mean, we have listeners sure. from Germany. You better oh, wow. tell okay. us who Dick Turpin is. So Dick Turpin uh, was a Nebraska game warden. He was the original hunter education coordinator. Um, he had uh, multiple media kind of. I don't know what you want to call it. The man it. has CDs out there. We'll yeah. put it that way. He's got CDs. Yeah, he, yeah, he was everywhere. Uh, and co- just, just a character. And very influential in Nebraska outdoors and getting that message out to the general public. Yeah, he still um, is and has some fun stories. <laughs> yeah, he does. To say the least, he's one that people like to listen to quite a bit. An icon here in the state of Nebraska for several good reasons. So, uh, neat, neat resource. I don't think that was when I would have envisioned you saying. Yeah. I, th- I, th- I thought maybe you would say, like, Mr. Meat Eater. And <laughs> Steve would be fun. Mr. Ranella would be fun. Um, uh, it'd be really fun to get somebody like a Joe Rogan, like, ah. a, like, a, like a podcast legend. That'd right. be kind of fun. Or right. some of the, the hunting podcast guys that I listen to. Um, but, you know, for being a, a Nebraska podcast, I think Dick Turpin would kind of be up there on the top of the list. Get him booked. Get him booked now. Yeah. I'll talk to Joe Rogan. I'll, yeah. I'll reach yeah. out to him. <laughs> and Aaron, we got to know, if you were to bring that one guest in, who would we have to bring in the security for? And Huh. Really haven't thought about it much that way, but, you know, Steve Irwin, I mean, that, that was a neat one out of the out of left field there, Tana. I didn't. Didn't foresee that one coming. Jackson can do a pretty good crikey uh, from time to time. Oh so if you gosh. need him on there. Like that. But uh, um, to be quite honest with you, I just love hearing from the people in the field. If we could turn that into something where the, the folks that are out there taking advantage of what we have to offer in, in Nebraska and beyond, uh, we could get them a voice. That's what I think it's all about. I think the average hunter, uh, recreational shooter, the people that love the outdoors, that's what I like. Yeah, I love that. I love the way that all of these podcasts create kind of a new network within the outdoors, within uh, wildlife management and conservation. And it's really humanizing the field, um, engaging so many different voices that traditionally wouldn't have been involved. I just, I really think this is a cool new era for this field. Agreed. Agreed. That's a great way to put it. I think that, you know, we, we've seen that kind of packaged product before, you know, on the 30 minute uh, videos or TV shows or something like that, that 
that, uh, yeah, that, that's one way to look at it. And, and there's uh, been some benefit perhaps from some of those as well, but it's not what we all experience out there. We all hunt for completely different reasons. We all take part in the shooting sports for completely different reasons and, you know, anything we do outdoors for our own personal thoughts and, and reasoning. So I think that just giving some voice to that is, is very powerful. And to your point, I think it's true that it's an authentic voice. Um, I think a lot of times with those 30-minute beautifully produced videos, it's very scripted. It's very to the point, boom, 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 where I think in, in all three of these podcasts, you get really just unique, true voices. Um, that's that's one of the things I love about the She Goes Outdoors podcast. I love hearing from people that are actually doing or trying or learning. And I think both of your podcasts have really spotlighted that you're just being true and, and talking about how things are, or at least your perceptions of them and your experiences, which is, it's a really untapped just opportunity to, to hear from people that are, are doing and, and, you know, some of the concerns, some of the things that they're facing. All right, Jackson, what is a future episode that you guys are going to be doing? Ooh, I think, you know, like, like Rachel just alluded to a lot of kind of the authenticness of it. We, you know, we kind of scheduled them out. We don't really have a schedule set. We kind of, you know, I don't know you say throw them together, but we, we take what we're experiencing, what's going on in, uh, you know, in media or in, you know, the hunting realm and kind of throw it together within a week or so. So going forward, I think I, I personally love hunting stories. I love telling hunting stories. I love hearing hunting stories. So as we kind of go through the year, we've kind of given just short recaps at the beginning of our episodes, and those have been a lot of fun, but probably like a, a whole review at the end of the season, maybe Christmas time frame could be really fun. Ah, I like that idea. I like that idea. Stories over the campfire. Yeah, <laughs> yep, something like that. That's, that's excellent. I, and one of the things, having been involved in, in uh, other radio endeavors for, for several years now, one of the things that I found is sometimes a conversation in between the commercial breaks is just as valuable and, and entertaining and uh, spot on as some of the stuff right there while you're right in front of the microphone. So sometimes we've tossed just random ideas out to discuss. Seeing Jackson and, and Jeff Rollinson, who's another part of Hunt Nebraska, you know, talk about deer calibers between the breaks and between the takes, you know, it's just as important. So sometimes in Hunt Nebraska, we just toss things out there. Some things, hunting headlines, we've done that recently, and we'll continue to do that just to kind of bring some things up that uh, I want reactions to and, and see what, what folks are wanting to know about. Because if we're thinking about it, I can guarantee you that there's a whole bunch of others out there thinking about what is the best deer caliber? How's the best thing to, you know, get the best steaks out of a, a, this this venison and those types of things. So if we've got questions about them, let's get it out there. Yep. And so, yeah, and sometimes those, those things that we kind of like friendly argue about, like deer calibers is, uh, is one of those, you know, people want to hear what, what opinions are out there and if, if their opinions line up or how they fit in. Yeah. Now this is one that we might talk about. I always say we might and Tana and, and Rachel, I think you guys might have some experience with that here in Nebraska. One hot topic over recently has been a youth deer season. Uh, I know Iowa has a youth deer season. I'm not familiar if Kansas does or not. Here in Nebraska, we have a very good thing, I, I think anyway, called the youth deer permit uh, that allows a, a youngster to hunt deer from September 1st all the way to about the 15th of January the following year, which is pretty impressive. 
And so that's one of the conversations that we're going to have. Tana, do you have a youth deer season in Kansas? Yeah, we have a a youth and disabled season from September 4th through September 12th. Okay. And and Rachel, yours is generally September as well in Iowa? Yeah, so it's the same as Kansas there. It's youth and disabled season September 18th through October 3rd. Okay. And here in Nebraska, like I said, we don't have a specific designated time. We have a specific permit, though, uh, for youth uh, 15 and under, which is basically, I guess, for deer 10 to 15 in the state of Nebraska. So some interesting conversations going on, seeing what uh, other states do and comparing that here in Nebraska and and how we address some of that. It's always a fun conversation. So topics like that, I I really find some interest in. And Jackson, you nailed it, that that friendly debate and that conversation. I love talking through things like that. Rachel calls that her soapbox. I love when Rachel gets on her soapbox moments and just has a lot to talk about. It's great information. Uh, it's grabbing the listeners' ears and talking to the guests about it as well. Absolutely. Well, and she goes outdoors family. You know, Jackson's voice sounds familiar. You all probably remember him from the two-tiered duck episode. Jackson had a lot of really great information to share with us and you know, before we started recording today, I was just talking to Jackson about how I got out on my first goose hunt. So it's it's cool to see some of these voices that have come and joined us on the She Goes Outdoors podcast. Now see you all doing your own thing on your own podcast. And we appreciate you coming back to join us and have been applying the knowledge that you've shared. I think that's a really cool uh, thing about podcasts is it seems like, you know, whereas like your typical media, it's like your shows and stuff is like, this is my show and that's their show. Whereas podcasts, it kind of all intermingles and, uh, and you get a lot of, you know, neat, you know, people and topics and, uh, opinions and it's neat. Hey, Aaron, I just wanted to circle back to your youth, uh, deer tag conversation. So we do have the true season Um, But we also allow youth hunters that don't fill during youth season to use that tag out like in the next season. So if they're during shotgun season or other seasons, they can use that tag as long as they're using the correct method of take. So there's a little bit more to it. It took me a minute because I wanted to check the regs real quick and and make sure that I I was giving out the right information. But if anybody's interested, Iowa does have a kind of an extended season for unfilled youth tags. So that's cool. That's neat. All right. Good to know. Yeah. See, and that's one of the things that I think that we're all agencies are are, uh, challenged with and always looking for opportunities out there. Our job's not necessarily to restrict opportunities as long as the resource and and our management strategies uh, can bear it out and, and show the benefit of that, which is kind of interesting, but it also traditions are one of those things right now as we prepare or are in the uh, November firearm deer season here in the state of Nebraska, which is, you know, our most popular season nowadays, uh, we should really start thinking about traditions and what does it mean to, to hold those traditions and, and how those impact how we see hunting as well as other opportunities here in, in our states. And so it's kind of fun to look back at that and, you know, are those right? Are they, uh, they need some adaptation? Uh, are there other opportunities we can provide and, and how does tradition kind of play in that as well? So good stuff there and part of the fun. I mean, let's talk about it. You know, that, that whole idea of just being able to talk through things I think are important. I think these podcasts allow people to do that, explore some new areas, bring up some information they might not know and, and maybe some things that they can put to use out there as well. So I was going to commend both states for, for putting yourselves out there to have that 
authentic, real conversation to get feedback. You know, sometimes the feedback we get isn't as well received as it should be. So, so just having this platform to have that discussion and and hear from different constituents, hear from different thoughts, and and just having that conversation is such a great avenue. And to your point, the podcast is such a great platform to have that conversation. It is. I love what Aaron said about tradition and the fact that these podcasts allow us to kind of hold up that tradition and take a look at it. Because to some of our listeners, tradition is everything to them. And that's why they get out in the stand or out in the field every season. And then to others, tradition means absolutely nothing. They're there 100% just to kind of learn on their own, do their own thing. They don't necessarily care about how traditional it may have been. So it's just a really interesting opportunity, like Aaron mentioned, to kind of hold up that tradition and really take a look at it and what it means about the future of the activity, whether it's hunting or paddle sports or whatever else. In a recent conversation, or I guess actually I was reading on my Facebook post that I just this weekend had posted on my own Facebook page that it just doesn't feel like November, where I honestly, I pulled a tick off of an animal. There was a mosquito and a grasshopper in my deer blind. I was wearing shorts in the afternoon listening to Christmas music. I posted on my Facebook and someone listening to the podcast that you don't you wouldn't think that they would be, and they are, posted on that. They listen to the podcast to learn more about what our agencies are doing. They don't necessarily hunt. They don't fish. They probably won't. But they're listening to the conversation as far as other things that we're doing as far as an agency. Uh, And so far, her favorite episode was the depredation permit or the depredation conversation. And that was the goal of that episode was to the conservation effort behind it. What are we doing? Not necessarily we're just shooting them for the depredation permit, but the conservation behind that. And so I think that's where we're going with all three of our podcasts is reaching out and and educating and getting those different ears to listening to it. I think you hit on a really good point there. You know, a lot of the stuff that we do as an agency is very nuanced and a lot of the way that our information gets out there lacks that nuance sometimes. And so being able to talk through it in a podcast form where you've got multiple people hashing out kind of the, the lows and the highs, the in, ins and the outs of these decision-making processes, it, it can be really interesting for a, a vast array of people. Yeah, and it can it can seem really cold and out of left field sometimes when you see this some new regulation is passed and you don't understand why. You know, why did why did our wildlife professionals make this decision? I don't understand it. It's cool that it sounds like you guys have the opportunity to talk about that on your podcast, and I know we do sometimes as well. Just kind of talking about the human element behind why some of these decisions were made and all of the work that goes into these. So, yeah, cool point. All right, Tana. One last marketing push for the Flatlander. Yes, come check us out on the Flatlander podcast. One really cool thing that I forgot to mention is that the intro and outro music of the Flatlander podcast was provided by um, some Kansas natives. It's a band called the Box Turtles out of the Council Grove area. So that's really cool because obviously the Box Turtle is the Kansas State Reptile. They're an awesome band, and we are so fortunate to have their music featured on the intro and outro of our podcast. And um, as a challenge to our listeners, there is a Kansas critter featured in the sound of that intro and outro music that is near and dear to the hearts of all Kansans. So 
Uh, my challenge to you is that when you go and listen to the Flatlander podcast, anywhere podcasts can be found, shoot us a message and tell us what critter that call is in the intro and outro music. Oh, I like a little, it. Uh... I'm guessing it's not a Jayhawk. No, Jayhawks are wonderful. The power cat through and through over here, though, so I don't know. <laughs> All right, uh, Jackson, Aaron, one last push. Sure, yeah. Uh, you can find Hunt Nebraska on our Facebook page. That'd be the first place that I'd, I'd check it out. But if you're just interested in the podcast, um, you can find it on Stitcher, iTunes, SoundCloud. Uh, am I hitting all these guys? <laughs> all right, well, yeah, we uh, a, lot, a lot of places where podcasts can be found. Um, and uh, we hope to you know have some new listeners and uh, as we move forward here with our podcast. So go back if you're a you know a new or intermediate deer hunter. Our How to Deer podcast series uh, is is all finished. It's all launched and out there, and uh, some great information as we go into the the heat of our deer season here. And subscribe to all three because what I love when you subscribe to a podcast that you'll hear the latest episode on one. Then it automatically moves to the latest episode of the next podcast and then the latest. So you can listen to all three. I mean, we're all three run maybe, what, an hour or so, less than an hour. And so in a short amount of time, you can hear all of our voices, three different perspectives or three different topics. All you got to do is subscribe uh, on your favorite podcast app. It's always fun having you all join us on the She Goes Outdoors podcast. Um, definitely check out some of these other podcasts. It's super fun. Aaron and Jackson, thank you for jumping on to promote your podcast. It's great to have your voices on here. Um, we don't have men very often on She Goes Outdoors podcast, so consider yourselves special. We do. We do. We definitely do. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. All right. Well, thank you all. Um, like Julia said, be sure to like, share, and subscribe. Leave us any comments about what you want to hear next, and we'll see you outdoors. Outdoors.